ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is Wednesday, January 26th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can be a part of the program. It's real simple. You can join us on the White Claw phone line. It's 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. White Claw Hard Seltzer. It is made pure. Our text line is open as well. 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275 to be a part of today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Looking forward to getting your comments today. I mean, we got a lot of places we can go today. Of course, we got basketball coming up tomorrow. The men are in action and the women as well. Both teams are taking on Middle Tennessee. We're going to focus more on the men coming up tomorrow. We have got our pregame coverage beginning 6 o'clock right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Also, that's going to be on 93.7 The Dog. The Thundering Herd needing a win desperately coming into the contest tomorrow, 7-12. and 12. That is not good. That is not good. Uh, we we started doing just uh, some digging, just a little research, just to make sure we had our numbers correct. That's the longest losing streak in the Dan Tony era. Now, I know in the beginning of his career at Marshall, there was some losing going on, and that was forgivable. You're trying to build the program. You're trying to get started again. This was Dan's first go as the head coach of the Thundering Herd. So, you know, maybe didn't have everything he was looking for and to work with. I'm not trying to make excuses because coaches, at the end of the day, coaches are paid to win. And Dan knows that. That's something that you can't go up to Dan and say, hey, you know you're supposed to win, and he'd be surprised by that. That's not how that works. He knows it. Coaches are paid to win. Fans expect wins. And I appreciate that he's trying to build an energy with the team and with the fan base and and with the community that, hey, come out and support the team. Wins are important, yes, but just come out and support the team. We're going to get through this. Come out and support us. We're going to play hard. It's going to be fun. Come out and support us. And maybe we'll get these things going, and then we're going to make a nice run here. But just come out and support us. And – for a lot of fans, that's all you need. Hey, Marshall's playing. They're pl- I, I know they're not winning right now. Marshall's playing. But I'm excited to go see a game. I mean, that's always been my thing in football. Well, why doesn't Marshall sell out? Why doesn't Marshall get a bigger crowd? Well, you know, the weather, the ticket prices, the opponent. There's so many reasons. You know, maybe not winning. Didn't like Doc. Didn't like the ticket receding. There's a lot of things here. And my thought always has been, I and mean, if you, you like the herd, if you if you like supporting the herd, and if you can go, go. It doesn't matter the opponent. I've not really been a big, well, I'm not going to go because the opponent isn't good. There's some validity to that, but I'm not going to necessarily say, well, okay, well, Marshall's playing Middle Tennessee. I'm just using them as an example since that's the basketball game tomorrow. And Marshall's playing Middle Tennessee in football. I'm not really into that. Unless your conference game. you, you got to be into that. So I'm hoping we see a good crowd tomorrow to support the herd. 
If you can't go, we've got it for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And, of course, so we'll be keeping the ear on the women's side of things as well. Uh, for those of you maybe going to the game, you want to keep an ear on the women's side, uh, I don't care to promote it. It's going to be on WMUL. Uh, Jason Courier is going to have the play-by-play of that one. Jason does a fantastic job. Double duty, not only is he the women's basketball SID, he's also the play-by-play announcer on the road games. He should have a fun one between Marshall and Middle Tennessee. We'll talk a little bit more about that here in the hour, but I want to check and see what you're saying, so uh, I'm going to encourage you to get the text line going. And again, you can do that. It's real simple. We keep it open for you the entire show. And if you want to join us by the phone, the old-fashioned way, it's 877-420-TALK. And the text line is 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. And, of course, you know, we got some ways for you as well. We got Twitter. I'm on Twitter right now, at Paul Swan. So if you want to jump on board and, and talk to me that way, you've got that option. So we'll definitely keep an eye on everything, hear what you have to say. But I just kind of want to get your feeling on tomorrow's game, Marshall taking on Middle Tennessee. I think Marshall can win this one. I think Marshall can win this one. I'm not saying that Middle Tennessee is an easy out by any stretch of the imagination. They're 12-6, and six, sure. They're 3-2 and two in Conference USA. They are not very good on the road, though, as far as conference play. They lost all their conference games on the road. They won all three of their home conference games. That was a great homestand for them. So they're undefeated at home, but uh, they only got one game on the road where they actually won. So maybe that will play into this tomorrow. Maybe they're not going to be that good of a road team. Hopefully that's the case if you're rooting for the Thundering Herd. But Middle Tennessee dropped their first two league games on the road, then won the last three. Uh, We're going to definitely keep an eye on Josh Jefferson tomorrow. He leads the Blue Raiders in scoring at 13 a contest. And he scored in double-digit figures in seven straight. And just looking at their team, they don't have a score like a Tavion Kinsey. There's not one guy that just has like 20 points. It's not obscene. But they're getting production from more places. It's not... As if you got one guy and a couple of others, and then it drops off. It's okay, you got two or three guys that are in constant double digits. They're up there. They're not dropping 20, 25. They're not doing anything like that on a regular basis, but they're getting some consistency in that lineup. So I think that they've got some guys that can score. And Josh Jefferson's definitely going to be on top of that list. And uh, they're a pretty good team, actually. They're averaging 73.3 a contest. And they are solid on defense. They give up only 64.5 a game. Marshall, on the other hand, is scoring. Marshall's scoring 74.7 a contest. But unfortunately, they're on the wrong side of the defensive stat, 76. The scoring average has gone down. The defensive numbers have actually improved. They were giving up a little bit more, but not by much. We're talking fractions here. So, yeah, it was almost 77 a contest. Now it's 76. It's a point. And close games, a point matters. But I don't know if that's necessarily improvement or not. However, I will say this. Uh, they're pretty good blocking the shot. 
if we can get more of that going on, that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. And, of course, Tavion Kinsey still tops in Conference USA, 20.79 a contest. Uh, he's also tied for fifth in league assists at 4.21. I drilled down, man, to the micro, to the to the bullet point here, 4.21. Just to tell you how close it is. Uh, he's he's right there with Andrew Taylor. Both of them are actually they're tied for both fifth with um four point twenty one assist. So where's this thundering herd gonna go tomorrow? Will it be in the win column or will this be the ninth straight loss? Setting a record for Dan D'Antoni. Nine straight losses as the head coach of the Thundering Herd. I don't want to see that record. Break this tomorrow. That would be great. Get this team on the uh, winning track once again. Because you get one win, then you can get two. You get one win, you get two. You get two, then you maybe you can get three. Maybe you can get four. Start getting into a rhythm of actually winning a game. So we'll talk a little bit more about this. Uh, there's some things happening we want to touch on today. It's a busy day as far as the NFL is concerned as well. The... Byron Leftwich saga continues. He's got a second interview with the Jaguars. Got a second interview, which is good. It means the Jaguars are interested. There are a lot of things coming out today. Yeah, he's got the job. He might might as well be the guy. He could be the guy ultimately. But there's nothing definitive yet. You want to say, yeah, it's happening. But hold on. Hang on. You think he's going to be the guy? Is this the best job for Byron Leftwich? I will say yes. Yeah, the Jaguars, he's got some history there. They're going to bring him back. He's going to, I'm sure, be a fan favorite. He knows what he's doing. After all, that just, just because Tom Brady was on your team doesn't mean you automatically win the Super Bowl. It's not an every-year thing, but you can't just say, okay, Tom Brady's on the team, we automatically win. I mean, there was a lot of things going on, and he worked well with the GOAT. So if if he can work with Tom Brady, I don't think there's anybody he can't work with because Tom Brady's a guy that has seen it all, done it all, and if Tom lends himself to be coached by Byron Leftwich, something was working. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens there. We'll talk more about that. Get your phone calls in. 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. You can also be a part of the program. It's what the kids are doing. Text 304-523-2275. 304-523-2275. we got more coming up on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Our phone line this hour, 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. That's our phone line brought to you by White Claw Heart Seltzer. It is made pure. I still need to talk to management. We don't have any samples of that in the studio. That would make uh, that would make the staffing here a lot easier if I could actually have samples. It can book a guest. I could have some white claw right there for him. I'm going to talk to management about that. And of course, uh, you can of course enjoy white claw yourself. You don't need me to have it for you, but you can go enjoy it yourself. And you can join us on the white claw phone line at eight seven seven four two zero talk eight seven seven four two zero 
888-532-8255. Our text line, which is not sponsored yet, but if you would like to spend money on that text line, you want to be a part of that text line? You want to spend money and have me say your name, your show name, your business name, whatever you are, I will, for the right price, text line is 877-42. Actually, no, the text line is uh, 304. See, I got myself, I got ahead of myself here. 304-523-2275. See, you can sponsor that. That's, that's, a, that's a thing you can spend money on, and then I will talk about it with you. I will promote your business. I will, I'm not, for the right price, I'll even, I'll even let you brand my Twitter account for the right price. That would be a person, that'd be between you and me though. That's uh, that's not going to be a station deal. So there's no commercials added with that, just personal branding. All right. Uh, we got a lot to get into today. We got basketball that I mentioned coming up tomorrow at the Henderson Center, the thundering herd taking on the middle Tennessee Blue Raiders. This is a team that owns the series. However, Marshall's got the better of them the last few. That's that's one thing I can I can say for certain. That for a while, Middle Tennessee just owned the herd. I would always joke, "Hey, uh, is Giddy Potts left? Is he, is he graduated yet?" You know, to the point where. Yeah, I almost went down a few years ago to Middle Tennessee graduation just so I could escort him. Has there ever been a player? Has there been? I'm sure pretty soon there are going to be guys that are going to be down here wanting to escort Tavion Kinsey off into the sunset. Like, hey, is Tavion still there? Is that guy graduated yet? Let's make sure. Let's make sure he makes it. Let's make sure he makes it to graduation. Let's get him out of here, because you know Tavion's a force. However, is this right? I got that. I got this note today. Our um, our research staff put this one together. Um, Tavion's not on ESPN's draft board anymore. Is that right? That's a is that that's a fact. I mean, he's putting up points. I guess the difference is Marshall is not winning games. Uh, Ryan Sirk, our intern, found that factoid for us. So he's no longer, not even a first or second rounder. He's not even on the draft board whatsoever. Wow. Okay. Got to win some games here. Got to win some games here. Uh, and um, did I have it wrong? Is it's a nine? Is it a nine-game win streak? I mean, losing streak. Okay, so I gave the herd a little credit. It's it's um it's not good. Yeah, I had my losing. St- yeah, that's a that's a hard one to to fathom. So I I had uh, I had them with an eight game losing streak here. I uh, I guess I gave them I gave them credit for something. Okay, so E was it E one? I mean I. I'm the pitcher, so yeah, I don't know. Still nine game losing streak. Don't talk about that one much. That's uh, that's one you don't talk about much. That's uh, that's not in the game notes as much. You don't you don't see that come up. Like hey, look, here's what you need to know about the herd. Marshall's lost nine in a row. 
That that it that doesn't show up in the Marshall game notes. That's not that's not going to. You're not just necessarily advertising that one. You're not putting that out there. Uh I hope I hope the herd can get over the hump here. I really do. Honestly, um I hate it for these guys. I I really I hate it for these guys because of the fact that I don't think the effort is in question. I hope it's not anyway. I'm not questioning effort. You know, for many a years, I would say, well, maybe the effort wasn't good. I didn't mean it that way. The execution wasn't good. The performance wasn't good. Yeah, I don't think the players are going out there just with the mind of, oh, we don't care. We'll just get through this. I don't believe that these kids are, are wired that way. But, I'll tell you, this is how long it's been. Marshall has not won since December 11th. And then it started on December 15th at Ohio, then Northern Iowa, at Toledo, at Louisiana Tech, at Southern Miss. But no, that was postponed. So not at Southern Miss. Florida Atlantic, North Texas, Rice, FIU, FAU, it's just, it's not been good. And you look at the scores of these. I mean, okay, it's a 10-point loss at Ohio. It's a 15-point loss against Northern Iowa at home. And I said that that was a good team. And then Toledo just blew them out. And it was it was not a good game against Louisiana Tech. And then you lose the first one to FAU, 90-77. to And then you lose a close one. You think, okay, we're getting better, getting better, but still not there yet. Close one against North Texas. And then Rice is a 10-point loss. 16 points against FIU, and then FAU is a 11-point loss. So is it fair? They're getting better. They're getting closer. But we're running out of games here because you got Middle and UAB coming up this weekend. And then you got to go on the road against Old Dominion and Charlotte. And I think that those are uh, not necessarily losable games. I think they can be won. I'm trying to find wins here. I'm just I'm looking at the schedule right now. I'm trying to find wins. And, of course, Western Kentucky's having some issues. And you, you face them at the end. Uh, Southern Miss... That's going to be close, maybe. See, yeah, that's. I just. I'm trying to find wins. I'm, and I can't circle one and go, oh, that's an automatic win. And I can't circle one and go, well, that's a that's a loss right there either. I can't with this schedule. I just can't look at this and go, okay. And and then it's not really the schedule kind of got really out of whack here because you got. You got the makeup game against Southern Miss. That's at Southern Miss on the 21st. And then go right back at it and take on Middle Tennessee. But Charlotte's the 19th. It's a home game. So Charlotte 19th and then turn right around and hit the road at Southern Miss and then got to go to Middle Tennessee. It's never an easy trip to go to Middle Tennessee. Then you're home against Western. Then you return the, the game in March, and then you're off to the conference tournament. At least you're not doing 
something crazy schedule-wise, or you got to play in Texas the final week, and then you just might as well stay in Texas instead of come home to come back. So it's it's not that bad as far as what the schedule is concerned. I'll give them that. But yeah, I don't think they did them any favors with the Southern Miss game put right there in the middle. Text line is open, 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. Nine-game losing streak. Again, I, I, I blacked out on one of them. So it's it's nine. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Busy day in NFL news. We're still trying to piece together all the info. It looks like uh, Byron Leftwich has a strong shot at being the next head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. However, nothing is definitive just yet. So there have been a lot of reports out that he's got the job. That's not the case as of right now. Of course, there's a lot of speculation. I mean, Sean Payton uh, decides to uh, step down as the head coach of the Saints. Might look into broadcasting. See, that's um, that's what happens. You you work in sports. Your head coach, your your top flight player, then you retire from your profession and you hop into the broadcast booth. So that's a it's an easy transition there. How long does he stay there though? I've seen the news, I've seen the reports. You know, hey, maybe maybe he looks at Dallas. Maybe he needs a break from New Orleans. And nothing says relaxing like Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys. And you gotta you gotta take that job with the understanding that you're the coach. That's the one thing. I I don't think I could ever I can't work for Jerry Jones. I mean, he'd throw the money at it. It, it would it would be good money. He'd throw I mean, it would be first class. Facilities are first class. I mean, everything would be first class. I get that. That's great. I love that. But Jerry wants to be the coach. Jerry wants to be everything. I mean, it's his team, it's his money. He can do whatever he wants, but you want to win football games. You know, you gotta hire a coach and say, Okay, you're the coach. Go work. Go do it. I'll be over here hanging out in, in one of my 54 luxury suites that are exclusive to me. It's beautiful. Still, you know, it's not the newest anymore, but, man, it's still, um, you know, Jerry World is still pretty darn nice. And then you got the Hall of Fame stuff, Big Poppy. Didn't get a chance to really get into that, uh, Big Poppy getting in. That's it. That's it. Sports writers are a bitter bunch, aren't they? Bitter. Was Barry Bonds an all-star before the steroid era? Was he already a Hall of Famer before the steroid era? Yes. Yes. Now, do I do I like Barry Bonds? Do I like him? Now, personally, I don't know him. But do I like Barry Bonds? I'm going, yeah, you know, that's a point to Barry Bonds. I love that guy. No, I don't I, I don't really thrive on, on Barry Bonds. But he's pretty good. And there I'm sure we could go through 
everyone's background if we wanted to, and we could find something that maybe is an embarrassment to them or they did wrong. We could find something. If not, we manufacture it, I'm sure, as a society today. We would manufacture it. I mean, my issue here is, you know, is the Hall of Fame... I've always... The argument for me is the Hall of Fame is a, a museum of sorts. It's a, it's a place to document history. But the baseball writers seem to view it a little differently because we have the moral clause, you know, we, 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 sure. How many other players were, I mean, do we, do we question a lot of the other players? I mean, if this was a flat standard that was applied to every single one, there'd be a lot less people getting into the Hall of Fame right now if we were applying that kind of standard. So should Barry Bonds be in the Hall of Fame? I mean, you look at the numbers, Sure. I think his numbers were good before the uh, the steroid era. And I'm kind of of the mindset that baseball really benefited from his journey to the, the home run record. Baseball really benefited. And guess what? He's not in. And probably will get in maybe with um, time. Got to go to committee now. You'd like to get elected in, but at the same time, I don't think that we should hold him to a standard higher than we hold ourselves to. That's that's my issue. I don't want to hold someone to a standard higher than what I can I can achieve because I'm not a perfect person. I am not perfect. Would love to be perfect. Strive to be perfect. Aspire to be perfect. Not perfect. Kills me when I'm not perfect. Not perfect. Barry Bonds. Okay. Maybe um, how much impact did it really have on him? The the whole whole performance enhancement. How much? I mean, because he was really good before, too. How much? I mean, recovery time. I mean, we're trying to find ways to get athletes back on the field quicker and faster right now, aren't we? I mean, we're trying to formulate new different flavors of Gatorade all the time. What's your favorite flavor of Gatorade, Ryan? I'm sure it's like ice blue or something like that. I mean, the blue is pretty good, yeah. but I'm going to go with grape. I'm a big grape fan. I like the orange. It's classic orange. It's classic. Go with the classic orange is orange. pretty good. Yeah, the fruit punch is good, too. I like that. The problem with the fruit punch is that the red gets stuck in my teeth, and then when I smile, it looks like I'm bloody. Yeah, well, no, if you're, you should look bloody when you're on the pitch. You should look like you've been in a fight. Scare the other guy. Let's go out there. Look at your mouth all, all Gatorade up. Like, oh man, that guy's tough, bleeding. Gonna have a hockey player mentality out there. So, I don't know where I fall on that, but at the same time, I think, I think we need to look at this a little differently as far as you know what, what is the Hall of Fame. What is the Hall of Fame? Pete Rose, should he be in the Hall of Fame? Yes. Should we sugarcoat Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame? No. 
Here's Pete Rose. This is why Pete Rose is in the Hall of Fame. This is what he did on the field. This is what he achieved. This is where he faltered. This is a true picture of Pete Rose. Here's the good. Here's the bad. Barry Bonds. This is what he did. I mean, are they taking the are they taking the records away from him? No. They're not taking them away from him. It's not like we vacated his records here. It's not like, okay, he's he's no longer the home run king. He's not the guy anymore. We're not vacating his records. I mean, come on. We all think Babe Ruth was a was an angel and a saint. He's not an angel and a saint. We love Babe Ruth. Not an angel, not a saint. And the question here is, though, with that moral clause, what kind of behavior? Because really, the there's no direction here. It's like, okay, P. Rose is not in for gambling. Did he cheat? He gambled. Did he cheat? Barry Bonds. How much did that impact? And I'm not trying to defend Barry Bonds by any stretch of the imagination here, but how much did that impact his performance? Did it help his recovery time? Did it it make him actually hit the ball further? Did it help him actually make contact with the ball? He actually had to hit the ball for one. So there's some question there. But I think as a... As a sports figure, he was already he already qualified in my mind before. He already had the credentials before this era of his career. The credentials were there. The question here is, and I love this back and forth. By the way, I got Ryan in my ear. Get to get on the mic, Ryan. I, I got. You're like, why do it? You want a competitive edge. You, everybody was doing it. it there was He was not the only one doing it. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying everyone was doing it. You wanted a competitive edge. You're trying to win. You're trying to win. And you're trying to stay in the game. Why do it? That's why. You're trying to stay in the game and compete and stay with everyone else. The thing is, I don't think it should be comparative between Pete Rose and Barry Bonds, right? Because Barry Bonds... Cheated the game. He performancely enhanced his game. Pete Rose didn't. He didn't have an effect on any of the games. He just let them play out and does what any normal guy would do and bet on the do game. Do we know that? He just let yeah. Did Pete Rose, do we know that for certain? 100% can we say that Pete Rose did not have any impact on the way this went? You can't say that. Honestly. But, he can, he says he he bet he didn't bet against the Reds he bet it for the Reds he can say that but did he in the back of his head I mean did he did he did he do something did he but we can 100% say that Barry Bonds used drugs to enhance his performance granted I am not a baseball player I suck at baseball so making contact is probably 75% of the sport yeah he's right? got to actually hit the ball I mean I I don't know. I don't know if, if, okay, did he get an extra 10 feet off that thing? Did he get an extra 15, 20 feet? I'm not 
I'm not defending him. Trust me, I'm not I'm not a Barry Bonds apologist here. However, I think he was an all-star before. I think he was Hall of Famer before the steroid era. And I don't think that the Hall of Fame and the sports writers are ultra-consistent here. I don't think there's consistency here. We can overlook things, it seems, except with Barry Bonds. I mean, how many guys from the steroid era that we know 100% took steroids are in the Hall of Fame. Anyone in that era that is in the Hall of Fame, there is always that that doubt. There's that doubt. There's that that question, okay? Because again, we call it we don't it's not the Barry Bonds juiced up era, it's the steroid era because there are sometimes unsubstantiated and sometimes unproven, but wink wink Guys were using. I can't tell you to a player. I can't tell you when, but a lot of guys didn't got get caught. A lot of guys did get caught. Barry Bonds is just not likable. I think I think that's part of it. And again, I don't know what the the direction here is. Like, okay, why is Barry Bonds not voted in? He's got the numbers. Are you saying he cheated his entire career? Are you penalizing? Just come out and say it. Why put him on the ballot? Why put him on the ballot at all? If if he's not going to get in, let's just not have this farce. Because what are we talking about? Are we talking about Big Poppy or are we talking about Barry Bonds? They created this monster. He's on the ballot. Okay, he didn't get the votes again. He's no, you know, he's he's out of his eligibility here. What's the bigger story? Who got in or who didn't get in? I mean, it seems that whoever didn't get in is the bigger story. We should be congratulating Big Poppy, but here we are. I personally think that if they cheated, right, if they 100% cheated and we know that, I think that PEDs is cheating. And if you cheat, you shouldn't even be on the ballot. Okay. I'm going to be investigating your career, Ryan. I'm going to be checking every game film. Should have been a red card there. I can guarantee... I look at as well that I did not take any steroids. All right. Okay. Well, we're gonna be having a test after the um at the show here. Mandatory. We're all we're all screening here after the show here for Yeah, because after all, steroids are gonna help with this uh, this profession here. Be consistent. I just think the um I think the Hall of Fame needs to be consistent. It it needs to be Flat out, let's just not do this. You know, and we haven't even talked about Roger Clemens. Are you saying Roger Clemens didn't have a, a Hall of Fame worthy career before all this? I mean, if you want to, you want to ding him in the uh, presentation portion of, of this. Okay, Roger and Barry get in, but they don't get to have a speech. Sorry, you don't get the glory of this. You're in though. It's, it's the Hall of Fame. I think of it as more of a. It's not like the Heisman Trophy here. It's a you know, it's not like an award for being the best college player. Uh, it's this is a Hall of Fame. It's like a museum to me. It's okay. Here are significant. Maybe we need to reevaluate what the Hall of Fame is because I think this is what this is significant. I mean, the all-time home run leader is not in the Hall of Fame. Why? I think he should be in. And I think the reasons why we are questioning some of this stuff should be with it. I mean, it's a package deal for me.
It's complete. This I want the complete Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame. Just don't give him a, a medallion or, or or don't give him a jacket or something. You know what? You know, he needs to be in there in some form. I don't know. Make a steroid wing if you want to. More coming up. It's the Drive, ESPN ninety four point one and AM nine thirty. This is the Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM nine thirty. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Final segment, today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Uh, I got a text. Uh, it's um, it's asking me to um, talk about the uh, field house. Uh, the texter said that they loved and enjoyed listening to the things I talk about. Which, Yes, thank you. I appreciate that. I'll, I'll read it all. I'll read it all for context. Hey, Paul, we love and enjoy listening to you cover all the interesting sports topics involving our community. The other day when you were talking about the historical events, you were fortunate to watch the Memorial Fieldhouse. I wish you would have mentioned all the great fights that you got to see while you were sitting up in the smoky rafters of the Herd Heaven section. During the Huntington Golden Gloves, you could have gave out some props to all of the OGs like Audie Atkins, Jim Brown, Eden Brothers, Mark Frazee, Larry Goo, Cecil Coffee that brought the crowd's atmosphere and the beatdowns to the greatest fight town in West Virginia on those cold winter nights. What an awesome time. The fight game is not as prevalent as it once was. Especially in Huntington. Huntington was a hotbed. And the Golden Gloves was a big deal. Fighting. I mean, boxing in general has kind of gone down, but the Fieldhouse was a nice venue for that. You know, yeah, all you know of it now is where Ryan Sirk uh, had gridiron clash pitch glory. I mean, the pitch. It doesn't. It sounds better if it's gridiron glory instead of pitch glory. I mean, what do you call it? You're. I mean, I call it a field because I'm not. I mean, I but you know, you know, you know the term gridiron glory, right? Yeah, yeah of course, yeah, in football. What, yeah. What is what is soccer glory? I don't know. That's a good question. I'll have to. Uh, Find something for tomorrow because that's a really good question. All right, look look for that tomorrow. So the field house is a great old barn. I mean, again, this was a, a back in its day. This is one of the larger indoor arenas in the country back in its day, and I would have loved to have been there to see Huntington Hornets hockey. I would have loved to have been there to see some of the uh, the old classics. And of course, you know, the wrestling would go there. Wrestling, you know, back when wrestling was real. It's not real now, but back when wrestling was real, and of course, yeah, actual real wrestling was there. I mean, a lot of things. The St. Joe Invitational was, uh, I, I never enjoyed the skits. Basketball was great. Never enjoyed the skits. Sorry, skit kids. I just, I was not a skit kid. Like, I want to see basketball. I, I don't want to see, I don't want to see cosplay. I, I really don't know how to describe the skits to you if you don't know what the, those were. Um, you know, it was... It wasn't for me. It's fine. I, I wanted to see basketball, but it, it was a big thing with the, with the, I mean, because the schools would all, the student bodies would get really involved in it and compete against each other. And it was fun. But, you know, I, I would love going to the field house, watching some Huntington High Logan back when that was really a huge game. Huntington High Logan high school basketball. I mean, it, it was, it was fun to watch many a time. Huntington High would shoot a sh- three, and 
tie it, and then Logan come down, shoot a three. We go into overtime. We go into another overtime. It was just so many fun moments at the field house. And, of course, you know, the circus was there. I, I believe the uh, when I was a youth. Didn't get the... You get the Mountain Health Arena now where all the fun stuff goes. They got a basketball court there. Just, you know, the field house had a kind of a different vibe. Back in the day where you could smoke indoors. And that and the boxing game was big in Huntington. I don't know if you're gonna see the fight game as big one, you know. You might see it return. Mixed martial arts seems to be really the preferred combat sport. But there's something to be said for the uh, for the fight game. And with that said, that's going to do it for this edition. For our producer, Ryan Sirk, I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W231BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.